So depression happens when you're not listening to your body. So you know, you if you get depressed one day, it's because in the next coming months you have not listened to your body. Your body's telling you change something. So this is something that I tell everyone. This is hard, but it doesn't have to be difficult. There's a dif- the difference between being hard and you know putting effort and solving difficult problem or struggling, you know? But if you are struggling so much, means you have not created the right business model. So I have this rule, this, uh, this rule, okay? And particularly in business that I have to make one good decision every day, okay? In the business. As long as the people, the team trust you that that decision is made because in that moment, in that position, that day, you have got enough information that you trusted, they need to trust you. If they see that you're doing them because you don't know what the hell you're doing, that's different. There are not a lot of female CEOs and there are not a lot of young female CEOs. So a lot of mentors and advice try to put me in a box of behavior. You should behave this way. You should do this. But it's not me. Hey there, my name is Daniel Franco and this is the Creating Synergy podcast, your business and leadership podcast where we speak to high profile leaders and thinkers about their careers and dig deep by asking the questions we all want the answers to, uncovering their stories, strategies, leadership lessons and their secrets to success. In this episode, we're joined by the amazing Flavia Tata Nardini, the CEO and founder of Fleet Space Technologies. Flavia is a self-proclaimed space geek and an engineer and shares her inspiring journey from her childhood in Italy to her current role leading the cutting-edge space technology company in South Australia. Flavia is a successful entrepreneur and engineer who has experienced both the highs and lows of being a leader in the tech industry. And during our conversation, she opens up about her personal struggles with depression and how she manages it on a daily basis. She also shares her thoughts on leadership and the relationship between sports and entrepreneurship. We discuss the exciting projects that Fleet Space is working on, including their revolutionary technology that has the potential to change the mining industry. This technology has already garnered attention with Fleet Space being named one of Australia's top 20 startups to watch. Finally, and I had to add this in, she shares with us why she doesn't drink coffee and how she sleeps for 10 hours a night. So make sure you stick around to the end of the podcast where we have a special segment with Flavia's children sharing their thoughts on their mum. I hope you enjoy this podcast. It is fun, engaging and enlightening. So without further ado, here is my chat with Flavia Nardini. So welcome back to the Creating Synergy podcast. My name is Daniel Franco and today we have the amazing Flavia Tata Nardini on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I have been really excited about this. Your name has been recommended to me more times than you can imagine. <laughs> you got to get Flavia on. You got to get Flavia on. So finally, we're sitting here. So thanks for joining us. Let's let's start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> Where did we start? How did uh, how did the world of Flavia come about? And how did you find yourself here in Australia, in Australia. starting uh, Fleet Space and working in this wonderful world of space and engineering? Um, Flavia. Okay. So. Italian, Italian, born in a beautiful city called I knew, Rome. I knew there was a connection. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I don't sound really Aussie, do I? Uh, so I was um, born in this beautiful city. Rome was amazing. Big family. Yep. There were like five siblings. Um, all 
always been a little bit of a space nerd. So mm -hmm. all my brothers and sisters have done engineering or university of economics. and uh, But I loved space. Mm -hmm. Don't ask, you know, don't ask me why. Yeah. I think I was born with a space bug because yeah. it started very early. Yeah. Um, what did inspire me? It's funny to think about it because mm. uh, the things that inspire me are pretty odd. Mm. I loved movies like, you know, E.T. Yeah. And all those uh, weird extraterrestrial movies, that's yeah. what I loved. Yeah. I loved them. Yeah. And I still do. Like. I still do. It still makes me cry when I watch it. <laughs> so my first thing that I wanted to find other form of lives, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. And it was like, this is, I was seven and eight. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, that was my first thing. Yeah. And, and the stars and, and, and then the yeah. moon. I just couldn't couldn't help it. Was you it know? something that your parents fostered in you? Were they Absolutely like, look up not. the stuff? No? Absolutely so you just not. found that yourself, the yeah. general curiosity kicked in. And, That's it. So yeah. my brothers and sisters went in different direction and all mm. fell in love with something else. We had a beautiful house and not far from Rome in the yeah. mountains. Yeah. Man, the skies were good. Yeah. There, there is a period in the northern atmosphere in the middle of August. Um, I think it's shifting in time. It's usually around the 15th of August where you got all the shooting stars. Oh, right? Beautiful. It's two or three days of shooting stars. So you are oh, there wow. and you see them like hundreds of nights. Yeah. Oh God. Like yeah. I was little. I was looking at, at it and thinking this must be the most beautiful things yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. So sometimes, you know, now that I'm a mom, I reflect, did my parents, what did my parents do, you know, yeah. to get, it was a lot of something that I have inside. Mm. They're a wonderful family. A lot of, some problems. It was yeah. not, oh, I no had doubt. a beautiful we childhood. All, yeah. But, you know, everyone You're has Italian, We yell at each other yeah, all day we long. we yell at each other. <laughs> you know, my, my parents' divorce was a big disaster. Yeah. <laughs> But I had these things inside me. So when the, I went... Well, the shooting uh, stars thing. Yeah. Is, I've changed my life. I made a critical decision in my life on the fact... On a, on on a shooting on star. On a shooting star. Oh, yeah. How did you turn out I, to for I, you? Well, I, 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 I should remember I was, out the, I was out the back of this my house looking up and I was in like this period of what should I do with my life, you know, that sort of thinking point. And it just happened to be it's like should I go and start this business or not should I step oh out should, and then this shooting star sort of flew by and I just went okay well I have to <laughs> there's do my it. answer right there like I'm a big believer in omens so I was like this is so beautiful yeah. and I'm gonna tell you something funny about shooting stars because I think shooting stars is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing yeah that is very odd but you know a couple of years ago I went uh, camping um, um we drove on the beach, the Kurong, yeah. you know, in yeah, the, yeah, the, the south Kurong, of Adelaide. Yeah. So really like on the beach. Yeah. And for the first time I was like watching the other hemisphere stars that are a little mm. bit different. Uh, so this would have been probably like 30 years after those first girl watching shooting yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that well, I loved it, that the sky was beautiful, different stars were lovely. But, if, but what I saw in the sky that night, so I saw a shooting star and I thought, how oh, beautiful, like, that makes a wish. Then I saw another one. I'm like, how oh, beautiful. And then I realized they were all in a line and they were at the same cadence. And I realized it was SpaceX Starlink satellites. And I'm like, oh, oh those are not shooting not stars. stars. So it kind of made me think like, okay, that's seven years old. They love shooting stars. They were real yeah. shooting stars. 30 years after, we got yeah. satellites in the sky pretending to be stars. And I'm like, oh, it's a lot happening. But 30 did you, years. Did, did, you, um, did you not have a background in space already though 
before when you saw that? Or was it when you said, all right, that's it, I'm going to build satellites from this point on? When I was little or yeah. when I was… No, uh, when you were on the beach at the Kuro. Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, so okay. I had oh, it. So I go. exactly yeah. knew that yeah, Starlink was yeah. launching stuff. It's just I didn't realize that you could see them and that they look like a shooting star. Yeah. So it just kind I of this 30 years of journey, right? Looking for real shooting star to realize that humankind are launching artificial… That is like kind of mixed feelings, yeah. but… Yeah, that's how it started with a lot of shooting start around the 15th of August in the Northern Hemisphere. That's amazing. Does it still happen today? Is that like yeah. part of the, yeah. uh, the cycle? It yeah. is a part of the cycle and it's so beautiful. Okay, in the Northern Hemisphere of Italy in the mountains. I think Europe in the mountains. Europe, 15th yeah. of August, if you are there, just put your nose yeah, up. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we have something similar here in Australia. Yeah, probably, in uh, um, it's in winter, in I winter. think, and it's always cloudy. It's yeah, always cloudy, and I see that. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> frustrating because I'm a big geek. I don't have a telescope or anything like that. It's definitely on my to-buy list. But, yeah, to get away and, and just look up at the stars. Beautiful. And, yeah, unbelievable. Makes you feel so small. It, it makes does. you feel like you need to do a lot to contribute to humankind, not a little. Yeah. You know? Are you a Carl Sagan fan or anything like that? Like the pale blue dot? Yes, yeah, yes. It's unbelievable. I'm a fan of a lot of weird yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, yeah, he's pale blue dot, which is like the, the definition of Earth and the way it yeah. fits in this universe is by far one of my favorite sort of speeches. That it's I, beautiful yeah. and, and it makes so much sense, right? So I wanted to be an astronaut, of course, mm. and I think I still do. And, and it's that feeling of wanted to go outside yeah. and look outside in at that beauty. Yeah. Um, and feel that your soul putting everything in perspective, mm. right? So it would. So it's going back, growing up, looking up at the stars, curiosity kicks in play. At what point in your study in your junior career did you go right that's it this is the world that i'm going into this is what i want to be i want to get into engineering i want to become a rocket scientist i want to do this all that yeah. uh, so during my let's say primary schools i wanted to become an astronaut during yeah. my high school um i thought okay i should choose math and science and i was good at it mm-hmm. um i was a basketball player so yeah, i was okay. a professional basketball player so there was oh, a really? lot going on in my life and yeah. i loved basketball <laughs> and i had this team uh, um it's really beautiful so we were this team we're traveling all around italy but we also were all studying in the meanwhile yeah in mid uh, and i wanted to work with the planets and start didn't know what to do uh, you know as astrophysics mm-hmm. uh, become an astronaut i really you don't know when you're yeah. 15 no you I know, still don't know now. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm 40. I still don't know. Like, I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to go party. Yeah. But then my brothers, some of them were engineers. I said, you know, you should do uh, space engineering. Yeah. And I thought, mm, okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. I w- I'm a good student. Yeah. I was always, I love studying. Yeah. But I got very, I was getting very bored at school. I was a terrible, terrible student in the classroom. Yeah. It's too slow pace for you? Is that what I don't it was, know. Or? I was always in, uh, and uh, a lot of people laugh about this, always in the last desk, yeah. always half asleep. <laughs> My dad well, used to bring me a lot of pizza. So I was eating all this pizza all the way through the classroom, <laughs> went to the principal a lot. But every time I was putting my head into something, I always had, uh, you so, know, the best grades. Mm. And uh, so I decided I, I was space engineering. Like you at school. I know. <laughs> I have a sister. That, I have two sisters. But one, she's like one year younger than me. Yeah. And she's totally the opposite of me. She has to put a lot of work, you know. She's probably the same capabilities as me, but she was studying so much. 
So she hated me as well. Yeah. I can see that with my two daughters now. I've got an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old, I think. I can't remember their age (laughs) or something. But, yeah, my youngest just (gasps) picks things up in in a heartbeat. Yeah, and my eldest is just like… Have to put the effort. …grinding through and and you can… Yeah, it's really interesting. I think think like I'm like my eldest daughter. I had to grind the whole time. I've got two daughters as well and they're very similar. You know, when I went to uni and I was the same terrible… Even a basketball, right? You know, I was playing the entire entire game, was captain for some years, but you should see me when I was training. I wasn't, I didn't like training. Yeah. You know, so I always arriving late. My my coach uh, always thought that it was amazing how a person that didn't train could (laughs) sustain, and with such a like, a little body tall, like a little yeah. giraffe, could sustain games like that. Yeah. It's like it's against everything that I've learned yeah. about, you know, working does, hard. Does that frustrate you in a way now looking back? Uh, and not so much from a regret point of view, but because you're obviously very successful in your own right now. But looking back going, if I just, if I knew what I knew now and how, how hard I, I could have represented my country. That could have the yeah, word in a yeah. I think I am a lazy <laughs> as, a, as a soul, you know, not yeah. as a mind, yeah. but the soul of the body are lazy. Yeah. So my mind can push through everything. Mm. So probably, um, yeah, yeah I, I think about it. Because yeah. it, it was the same when I was at uni, no? yeah. you know, I went to uni and I, I did space engineering, aerospace engineering and a master. And I came out the master with the highest grade, right? Yeah. But you should have seen me at uni. Yeah. I, I have a best friend that we yeah. went through uni together. And she was the girl that was there at 8.30 taking all the notes. Yeah. And she was used to call me at 10, where are you? I'm sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how are you going to take the notes? Can you give me the notes? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> that was that horrible girl, mm. you know. Never there, always, you know, I was yeah. always playing. And, and yep. you know, she was always giving me the notes. But um Loved party, so you know, used to go party and wake mm. up at twelve. But then I would go to an exam and smash it. Yeah, and is, it, is uh, there like a photographic memory? Completely, hundred yeah. million percent yeah. photographic memory. What does that look like? Explain it to is absolutely amazing. Explain to us normal people. So normal <laughs> people, photographic memory is is just a gift. Yeah. Okay, so the way I've been studying, yeah. and you know, if I look back, I don't think I really understood anything. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, I'm probably clever than what I give credit yeah, for, yeah, but it, yeah. it, my exams are you and me, right? We had these massive books, like huge books, right? A uh, thousand pages of electronic circuits. So my methodology was the following. Yeah. The thing is, is what I'm good at. Take a thousand pages book, r- write it back on a 50 pages summary written by me that I could study really just photographically, go to the exam, and repeat oh. it perfectly. So I've got the capacity to summarize things, write them down, and remember them. And it is my superpower. It is your superpower. Yeah. Just a quick note, this episode is brought to you by Synergy IQ, leaders in enabling change. Synergy IQ are the ones you call when the change or challenge seems so complex and you don't know where to start. But more importantly, we're the ones you call when you want to make a change that will actually last. If you want to check them out, it's at synergyiq.com.au. I've got a one of my best friends. He might or might not be listening to this, but he is a neuroscientist, uh, not neuroscientist, a neurosurgeon. Very good. Um, and he, I remember we were playing a game of football one day and after the game we were watching the game that followed us and he was standing behind the goals, sort of like his eyes closed, 
almost what seemed like meditating or, you know, sort of you could see he was doing something with his mind, you know, nodding his head, doing something with his mind. And I would scream out, Chris, what, what, are, you what are you doing? What are you doing? Like we're literally outside in, 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 in watching a football game. He's like, shut up, Daniel. I'm studying. I'm like, what do you mean you're studying? He goes, I've got an exam tomorrow and I'm going through my yeah, assignment right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I said to him, what do you mean you're going through his assignment? She goes, shut up. I've got two pages left. I said, how many pages have you got? And he goes, I've got, I had 30. I'm like, you're kidding me. He's recited 30 yeah, pages. Yeah, 30 pages from I, a book that yeah. is a thousand. So that's that's my that is, superpower. Um, yeah. So if I now think about exam at uni, I can see those pages in my in my brain. I can see those pages. That and and considering that, if I enter, and this is the fascinating things of a weird mind, if I enter in my house, I mean, not if I, every day that I enter in my house and I leave the keys somewhere, I don't know where they are. <laughs> okay, at least it's like every day yeah. I lose my keys that and my phone. Funny. So I think the, the short memory, not so, good. not so good. The long-term memory, amazing. So you know when you, you've done a TEDx talk, you know yeah. when you prepared for your TEDx, was that something that you just kind of prepared the day before and read or was that, did you have to go through the preparation? So I, the, the other thing, so first of all, I need to write it down. Yeah. So I, I wrote my speech down, yeah. okay, probably two days before. <laughs> and, so you know, funny. I wrote it down. People and, are freaking about their TEDx talk or yeah, something yeah, three no, months before. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I know. But, you know, I do everything last minute. So <laughs> I wrote it down and I rewrite it down yeah. and then I have to repeat it. And uh, so I repeat it two three times it was the same with uh, with the uh, with university yeah i just read it and repeat it read it two three times and the fourth time i remember everything you know and i don't remember the words i remember the picture yeah so it's like i'm reading in my mind yeah wow that's that how my brain power. works and sometimes i like even now i fleet you know i mean you know i go these big documents uh I don't exactly, I'm like, listen, I don't exactly remember, you know, like shareholders agreement, things yeah. are very complicated. I don't exactly remember, that, but I know that at page 72, there is something related to that. So yeah. I, you, so you can find everything. Yeah. Is that just with literature or is it with numbers as no, well? No, it's like, with, with everything. It's with everything. You know, so you financial know. statements, you can look at it and go, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember the numbers. And, you know, I don't think, uh, oh, that's my superpower. Oh, I'm I, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's a, such a good superpower mixed with obviously your ability to communicate as well, right? Like you have this really excellent. So it's it the, the ecosystem is is built for success, I would say. It's a, it's a fake it till you make it superpower, yeah. you know. Like everyone <laughs> thinks you're very clever, but instead you just remember things yeah. very vividly. Yeah. It's not good for friends and boyfriends and husbands that lives with me because everything. I remember everything. So don't write anything down. Yeah. <laughs> and your 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 kids they came along today. They're sitting in the other room right now. They're probably thinking, Mum just remembers everything. She I can't remembers get away with everything, it. <laughs> you know. That's so funny. So you, um, so coming to Adelaide, let, tell us how you ended up here in you know this beautiful city in Adelaide. You, you went through uni, studied engineering. Yeah. Then what happened to that from that point? So I started in Rome, and then I finished in uh, in a university in the Netherlands. Um, and then I found my first job. I worked at European Space Agency, and then a Dutch company called TNO. And I had a time of my life. You know, I was tw- from twenty three to twenty eight. I was working on propulsion system and rockets and launches to Mars and yeah, project wow. to the moon. And I thought I was on top of my life, mm. really. I really had fun. Um, and then I met uh, Steph. He was he's from Adelaide and he was there for work and we fell in love. And then and, and after one year, like, let's go to Adelaide. And I'm yep. like, where? 
Yeah. Like Where my hometown. That? What's that about? And I'm like, okay, sure. So the first uh, trip that I uh, that I did that was ten years ago to Adelaide. I was eight months pregnant. Yeah. Well. And we were coming back here, and and then I landed in Adelaide ten years ago this year because my daughter will be ten. Yeah. Great. And I was uh, when I was pregnant when I came back with him, and yeah, landed in Adelaide. So the, the funny things that at the beginning. From the outside, uh, Adelaide, South Australia really looked like a big engineering hub. That it, it is, you okay. know. The reality is a lot of defense, a lot of defense. And you need to be Australian to access all those defense companies. Yeah. So when I arrived here, I gave birth, I realized, man, there is not a lot of space here. No. No. And I'm not Australian, so I can't work for 90% of the companies yeah. here. So that was the beginning. That was a tough beginning. Would have been. Yeah, because I... I had a child, the first child, oh, yeah. and uh, I really didn't know what to do. Mm. I didn't know where, 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 what to That's do. Tough. And we were like, but maybe, it's a common story for people that come. I mean, Gabriella is the same thing coming from Brazil. We've got people in our team, the same sort of thing. They've come over here. We had someone work with us. Um, he came from Brazil, uh, very, very experienced in you know a particular professional world, mm. and was. Was, had to work with the fruit flies, right? It know, happened yeah. to one of my employees that is actually from Brazil. Yeah. So when we found him, and he in Brazil, he was a space engineer working with rockets, so, and he's my one of my best engineers yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, we found that he was working in a hotel in Sydney. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And it's he's, let so me tell you, the guy is a gun. Next level. You know, so we had him straight away. Yeah. So what did you do? Did you get into research then? Is that how well, it worked? At the beginning, I was the first couple of years I had this. Uh, so I was looking for a, a after little girl and uh, waiting for my visa mm-hmm. and I had another baby. And I had this little, um, like kind of a notebook mm-hmm. where I was writing all my ideas. I wanted to keep working in space. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to go into mining or... Yeah. What does your husband do? Is he working... <laughs> he works in defense. In defense. And... Um, could have been defense, yeah. right? Couldn't work in defense. Yeah. So I was writing down ideas and ideas and ideas, and um, I didn't know what a startup was. I didn't didn't really know. I, I've never built a startup. Mm. I don't know what I, I didn't know what entrepreneurship is. So the only entrepreneur in our family was our dad. Yeah. He was as he had his company. He was an architect. And let me tell you, the guy wasn't good with money. Yeah. So our life, this is why I divorced from mom. So for me, entrepreneurship was troubles. Yeah, you know, right. it just was messy and it just gave us a hard time in our life. So mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is, wasn't seen like something to pursue in no. my family, right? Do you know the statistic is though, if your, fa- if your parents were entrepreneurs, or your mother or father were entrepreneurs, you are... As a child, you are ninety percent more likely to be to start your own business. It is. It's, it, it's crazy. It is crazy, yeah. and I think it's just what you see. And even if he failed at what he was doing, it, the poor man is eighty plus now. Yeah. But um, clearly, yeah. there is a bug. Yeah, you know what is. I mean. My, my dad started his own business. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely part of that ninety percent. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. I don't know what you get inspired. And it was really tough, you know, because he, he lost all his money. Yeah. So we didn't have anything. Uh, so we I saw the bad side of of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. right? The one that really damages family. But yeah, it didn't stop me. Mm. Uh but I didn't know what it was. I wanted to maybe start working at a university. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do a PhD. Yeah. Uh, you could do it differently though, right? That's that's what drives you is doing something different, being that, more innovative. Exactly. So that was uh, that was the beginning. Then I met um, my co-founder Matt. Matt. Yeah. How did uh, you guys meet? 
So it, w- it was complicated because I met uh, Matt Tedlove here that, uh, and he met another guy called Brian in Sydney and we got put in touch, the four of us, and we founded a startup before Fleet. Yeah, okay. All yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to so talk we, about that. Yeah, we were the four of us. Then one dropped straight away. The three of us kept going together. Yeah. And then when we found the Fleet, uh, at the end, it was just the two of us. Yeah, okay. uh, so me and Matt Pearson really got in touch just for a chance, you yeah. know. And his life was different because since his 20s, he has bootstrapped startups. So yeah. the man was like a startup man. Yeah. So the first time I met him in Sydney, he's like, we should build a space startup. And yeah. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. He's like, what, what do we have to do? Mm. And a lot of people said to me, like, uh, how did Fleet start? The name and the idea. Uh, we were, this was after Launchbox, eh? but we were in his office. He had a big office with his previous startup. And and I was telling him, you know, what would be re- really, really interesting using this most satellite for connectivity. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, let me think about it. We could fall fleet. We could call it fleet space. Yeah. That, yeah. So, 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 that, was that something that you wrote in your notebook? It was, so, <laughs> funnily enough, yeah. what I wrote in my notebook. Yeah. Okay, so I... I spent two or three years, even when Launchbox was happening, mm. talking with people. Yeah. I had thousands of coffees and I don't even drink coffee. <laughs> I, I drink no coffee, okay? So we're having teas. So I'm having teas. Coffee dates, so I'm telling, hey, tea, should we yeah. go for coffee days? I'm having water, yeah. okay? But I just wanted to hear everything about people, industries, mm. what were the issues, the bottlenecks. So Launchbox was an education program because mm. I actually think STEM is an issue in this country. Yes. But while is. I was doing that, it really was giving me money to travel, go to conference and, and doing mm. doing stuff. And everyone was talking about uh, the vastity of Australia. Mm. Every day I was talking about money that is the main, uh, you know, driver of the economy. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me, you should build a constellation of satellites for connectivity to, to work with money. And I wrote, I found that notebook and I was like, no matter what you do, do not do connectivity, do not do money because it sounds really boring. And, yeah, well. and I do connectivity yeah, money yeah. now. <laughs> so like, I look at that note where I'm like, oops. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way. That's the way always. You know, if you actually follow the market, mm. you know, there are a lot of people that just build startup. Yeah. The thing that they like, we actually followed what the market wanted. Yeah. And But why I didn't want to do it because um, a university... I have always studied communication, like, because mm. um, I, I didn't want exam and I didn't like it. So I thought, right. oh, this is black magic. Like, I think talking to another thing that doesn't look very scientific. I'm <laughs> not into it. And mining, I didn't know mining. Yeah. Mining was like, that sounds really weird. Yeah. But yeah, now you're That's after amazing. seven years with the communication for mining. And I'm like, okay. So we have, we had Simon Hackett on the yep. show, the founder of Internode, who was instrumental in bringing the internet here exactly. to Australia. But he claimed on his, on the show, and I, I I hope it's true, I think it's true, we're, we're yet, he, I think he's yet to be proven otherwise, that he was <laughs> one of the creators of the Internet of Things, right, where he hooked up a toaster. I think, Gabs, it was like 20, 30 years ago. He hooked up oh a, my God. A, a toaster on the Internet. He cooked a piece of toast from Australia in America. That is so clever. Yeah, yeah. That is so clever. Yeah, I so, mean, uh, there are a lot of smart people in this country. Well, that, that's where the 
that was essentially what Internode was supposed to be. It was about it's supposed to be an IoT business that turned into because he had an the, internet. Yeah, because yeah. uh, that was the very beginning, and IoT yeah. is really starting now. Mm, so imagine is. having an idea twenty years ago. You know, to, when you talk about summer, made me think that when I arrived in Australia, um, for me it was an eye opener. How many technologies were invented in this country? Yeah. We don't know. It's brilliant. No. It's brilliant. So, you know, the Wi-Fi, yeah. you name it, the yeah. list. It was so brilliant. Mm. And you know, on one side, also really sad that this technology are not well known to be owned by Australian yeah, research. Yeah. You know, it's something it that needs to change. It is, it is a shame. Can we just cut back? You said you don't drink coffee. I want to talk about that That's for a sorry. second. sorry. I thought you would forget about it, but you're back. <laughs> I've had three this morning. You're... So is there is it a health reason? You just don't like the taste? What's the... So we're trying to analyze because um, we have five siblings and yeah. two of us don't drink coffee. Yeah, okay. Our dad didn't yeah. drink coffee. Mom was a massive... Co- Mom yeah. was coffee and, and cigarettes, yeah, right? Yeah. Typical Italian yeah, yeah. of the other. Uh, so the three of us didn't drink coffee. So I don't know if it's a genetic thing. Sometimes yeah. we think it's genetic. I... I've got three assumptions. Mm. The first, I don't like the taste. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, that's the start, so that's, yeah. that's the start, you know. <laughs> the second thing is also, you know, uh, I think because I've been suffering for depression for a long time, mm. I think coffee triggers me yeah. and my body just doesn't want it. Yeah. Uh, the, the other side of the story is that I need to sleep a lot. So mm. I sleep 10 hours a day. I- we, let, can we, let's talk on this. So between the not drinking coffee and sleeping 10 hours a day, I know I'm odd. Yeah. I'm very odd. So I'm doing a little bit of an experiment at the moment with my life because I've been listening to some podcasts and, and, and sleep is something that I'm stru- I've been struggling with, mm. not because, you know, I've got this world of worry and whatnot, I can manage that, but it's more the it's been an interrupted or it hasn't felt a comfortable deep sleep. So I read that if you have coffee at 12 o'clock like midday is sort of a 12-hour cycle. It's not, it's not out of your system until 12 o'clock at midnight. And I was having coffee at 9 o'clock at night and I was I was able to go to sleep. I was fine. I could sleep. But it was sort of an interrupted sleep. So over the past two or three days, three or four days now, I've stopped. I've had my last coffee at 12 p.m. midday and I've been sleeping like a baby. It's, um, it's, um, it's unbelievable. I'm... <laughs> And I'm a little bit disappointed that yeah, it's working at the moment, it's been but, taking yeah, some know, years to yeah. realise. But the habit of going, all right, afternoon, I'm, I'm ready for my coffee is the part that I'm struggling with the yeah, most. Yeah, of it's course. Like, now what do I do? Like, this of is course. ridiculous. Yeah. And I think alcohol is the same, you know, when it you're is. drinking the evening, you're sleepy, it's a little bit like upside down. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Alcohol actually is a deterrent to your sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's funny in the past five to six years that we all use, you know, those watches and Fitbits mm. and things that actually uh, humankind is realizing how well you sleep mm. when you don't drink coffee yeah. or or alcohol yeah. and everyone is like, oops. Yeah, it's the, the, <laughs> yeah, the data's there. We the data's there. But it's the same thing where humans are a strange mob because we know that we have to eat healthy every day to stay healthy and we know that our bodies are built on this you know, this this tectonic plate that at any, any point our bodies could give way, right? So we've got all this success in business, <laughs> we've got all this success in, in in life and but yet we don't look after our bodies. It just doesn't make sense. The, re- the reality is that, you know, I always think about that. There's so much to take care of. Mm, you know, is. you wake up in the morning, uh, yeah, you need to be sleep good, I need to be good on my, my body, I need to take care of my skin. And I mean like, man, 
yeah. this is multitasking. You yeah. know, we got a business. We are parents. I can't, so, I can't do it yeah. all. So chocolate is good. <laughs> chocolate is good. <laughs> chocolate is good. <laughs> we, you touched on there. You like, you know, we digress with the coffee talk, but then you, you did make mention that you know, from a depression point of view, and I, I think that, that was something I was keen to talk to you about today and get into a bit later. But while we're on the subject, did you think that the coffee was um, would contribute to your depression? I don't, I don't know. So I think that my depression, so if you look at my family, there's been a mental health issues, so it's probably genetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have, when I was young, any um, food-related mm-hmm. mental disorders, mm-hmm. but some of my siblings did. Yeah. Um, I think my depression was always there. I, there's a big genetic element because mm-hmm. it's been going on since I'm 15. Yeah, okay. uh, kind of discovered when I'm 20 very hormonal so it is a pure physical one but what a hell of a journey having to deal with severe depression Mm. all your life Mm -hmm. Uh, it is interestingly enough the best people I know that have depression Mm. it is when you got (laughs) and it's weird things to say but when you get um, there are a lot of mental health issues but when you got so extreme into it and you need to deal with your life and you need to manage it's like managing uh any other disease mm. you know it's like uh, you know having to use your insulin yep. <laughs> it is yeah. the same yeah. right you, yeah. know, you know one thing or the other it just the thing about depression and mental health um it shows you what your brain can do mm. from one side or the other so i'm a scientist right yeah so since my 15 i've been looking at depression with curiosity mm. it's mm. A, it's amazing what have you found out uh, I've studied a lot about what happened in because uh, it's it's our first word issue, right? Mm. So why does that happen? We, there is so much we don't know, mm. and I did think this is super interesting. Is it triggered by? Uh, there are so many triggers. So it can it's not sadness, right? So it's triggered by food. It can trigger by genetics. It can be triggered by environment, by vitamin D, by what you eat. It's it's it's, it's incredible yeah. complex. Yeah. If you look at antidepressants, I don't know how they work. Mm. They give it to you, but I have no idea how yeah, they work. Yeah. So I think there is an opportunity for the medical industry in the coming hundred years to yeah. really crack something incredible. Depression, I love it because it's. Um, I did. I say. I did say that I love it because I love it. Because yeah. I actually think it's your. It's what conserve for for some people. It conserves you. It, it, you know, it really. It's it's an alarm when you do things wrong. Yeah. Um, I've been really able to manage it all mm. my life, but it's one of the first reasons why people, you know, yeah. kill themselves. Yeah. So it's a huge problem. Yeah. And it's so not understood. That mm. It's such a taboo. What have I learned? That the brain is incredible. Mm. Like that the brain can switch off yeah. and that's it. Mm. You know, and you're like, man, I'm here and I just can't think, you know. And it's, um, it gives you that depth of understanding of yourself you know when we're talking about working on yourself yeah. you have to work on yourself when you got such a, a a mental problem you know you need to take care of yourself um it's funny i've been talking a lot with michael fandler about this so i'm good now you know yeah. I, because it's been many many years yeah. and you know i take medication sometimes i take medication sometimes i doesn't um when I take medication, I've got a, a clinical depression. I cannot stop taking it. Sometimes I try, but my body just doesn't produce serotonin. It's just, yeah. even if I'm happy and everything is fine, just my body can't do it. Yeah. But I notice the difference. So when I take antidepressant in the way I work, 
I take antidepressants and I'm I'm happy, I'm fine, I'm healthy, I sleep, I'm good. And my brain cannot see the depth of problems in the business. Mm. So, so it's, it's inhibitor in a way. Yeah, yeah. it's just like kind of my brain sees a problem and not as deep. In the period in which I didn't have antidepressant because I tried maybe for one year, stop, I see everything. It's like the word, you know what we were saying before? The word opens up yeah. Yeah. and my brain like can, you know, so it, it's very, very weird. You know, there are those... Yeah. Um, um, TV shows of uh, those doctors that yeah. have got some issues yeah, yeah. and then they they can see. They can yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I don't have it, I can my business opens up and I can see problems everywhere. That so, is amazing, but also really so stressful. Your, <laughs> so like your greatest strength is also your greatest kryptonite, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's what I'm hearing. Yes. Here. So, you know, I have all this program in which, mm. you know, like I, I take care of myself and then maybe for a period I slow down with the medicine so I catch you sick. Yeah, you can catch up again. And I catch up with it. And it's, uh, and it's I'm fascinating. Yeah. How does it affect you personally when you find yourself, like I, for me it's it, – it, um, you know, and to, to talk of my experience, I've, I've never been at the point of being depressed, but, you know, of late and especially uh, when you when you are an entrepreneur and you do run your own business, um, you know, you, you choose stress, right? You choose anxiety. That's, what's, that's, that's what, what you, you do. <laughs> like, that's it, it, like I don't think there's a way that you can avoid it. And uh, the past couple of months for me have been really difficult Tough. Um, to the point where, you know, sometimes where you can feel, your heart beats like you're just constant and you just got – I said to my wife one night, I said, I just, this thing's just not stopping. Like what is going on and what's wrong with me? Um, but it never got to the point – the anxiety never got to the point of – Not functioning. Yeah. Yep. But I, I will say this. I thought I was invincible to it. I thought, nah, you know, I and I definitely had this mindset of have you ever met a depressed happy person? Like I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. Like – I'm a positive person. And so, so am I. Yeah. So I actually had a really sort of <laughs> negative view towards it in yeah. the sense that, nah, I don't, you know, just think positively you'll be fine. And until it got me, like until it hit me. So and then the, it was, the thing that you need to understand, uh, you know, uh, I hope you will never get depressed and it might not yeah. happen, is that when you are, uh, we're also getting a little bit older, right? Yeah, okay. Correct. So our body doesn't really function Agreed. anymore. It's all about chemical. Yeah. The body is a chemistry machine. It is. So, you know, you work, you stress about something, you're a bit tired, there's cortisol, like you cannot manage your cortisol as good. So you got your, your you know, your, your lymph and all the things that don't, so it's, it's a pure machine, it okay? Is. And, and the machine sometimes don't function. Yeah. yeah, food is good, sleeping yeah. is good, coffee. Sometimes it changes in time. The beautiful things about anxiety and, you know, and what you've been feeling the past two months, your body's perfect. Mm. So your body's telling him, telling you, yeah. something is not working. Something's not right. So depression happens when you're not listening to your body. So, you know, you if you get depressed one day, it's because in the next coming months, you have not listened to your body. Your body's telling you, change something. There's an imbalance here somewhere. Yeah, change something. Yeah. You know, you need to slow down. Uh, we are okay, but I don't feel that good. Mm -hmm. You need to change something. And I love it. So yeah. our body... 
really give us a lot of signal that we need yeah. to listen. If we don't listen, then it shuts down. Yeah. And, and it's like, buddy, I'm shutting down because well, you're not that, listening. <laughs> it's having that self-awareness to understand what your yeah. body's telling you, isn't it? I think that is the most critical piece. And it's fantastic. Yeah. So imagine if you didn't have all those signals and suddenly you wake up one day and, and you are shut down completely. Yeah. So it's telling you something. Yeah. It's telling you, you know, that could be you're getting older or like it's been a tough winter or your immune system is down yeah. or you're... So just make some changes. How do you? How did you manage the? Like, we're, we're fast movers, entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, fast movers. Want things to move quickly. Want to make decisions quickly. Uh, you're in the position to to grow and scale, and yet your body is telling you, no, no, slow down. How do you manage so, that? How do you manage the, <laughs> the clash of the two worlds? I think my rule and what I've learned in the past 20 years, and this, I think this is the depth where that you go into when you got a disease. So you go in a, a disease that is connected to your mind. Mm. How amazingly you need to know it yourself, right? To survive something. Um, my motto is that every time I get, because I move fast, mm. you know, my life and I'm very happy. I love my life. Mm. I don't work that much as you think. You know, I'm a nine to five girls. I don't work in the weekend. I sleep 10 hours. I got yeah. a great life. Yeah. I live on the beach. I got two beautiful kids. Yeah. I got a, it's all, I'm happy, yeah. you know. Um, my, I think that, and I work really hard. I'm yeah. methodical. But I think that when I start feeling stressed, so when my body starts feeling this, it means that something is not working in the business. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I tell everyone. This is hard, but it doesn't have to be difficult. Mm. They said the difference between being hard and, you know, putting effort and solving difficult problem or struggling, you know. But if you are struggling so much, it means you have not created the right business model. Correct. Or your customers are unhappy. Yeah. Or the product is not good. Yeah, well, so you need to fix the fundamentals. Not Something's not right. Yeah. Okay, so it shouldn't be, you know, like in a relationship. Yeah. Like, you know, we are... We are used to be told that relationships are hard work. Mm. And then you suddenly meet the one you love. You're like, this is not hard work. This is fine. Yeah. And it's hard. And you need to put effort in it. Yeah. But it's fine. It is. So I think the same about the business. So yeah. every time I see my team getting burned out or stressed or it's, it's an alert mm. to say, okay, maybe this is not market fit. Yeah. Or maybe we are not doing the pricing good. Or maybe we are screwing something fundamental because mm. it shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. I've heard this saying, I heard it recently actually, where one of the key roles of a CEO or a leader or an entrepreneur or whatever is that is the ability to cut your arm off if you notice a cancer. <laughs> like it, and so you'll say, I've got cancer in my arm and I need to cut it off. You need to cut you it off. You have to cut it off. There's something that is not working. There's something that's not right. I mean that's an extreme example, right? But but it's the it's this thing that you just cannot keep going with something that's holding you back. No, no, I should that shouldn't be the case. Correct. You know, the other side of the story is that if you, you know, I always think uh, about like a plant, right? Mm. You know, and if there are some part of the plants that are struggling because they are dying, all the water goes to those, mm. and mm. the really good parts then start dying afterwards. Yeah. So you have to cut out the things that are not working yeah. and the things that, you know, you have to. Yeah, I love that. I actually really love that analogy. It's uh, it's really the case, yeah. you know. How do you manage your depression whilst being a C- CEO um, with 
this immense scale that you've got going on at the moment. I mean, fleet space right now, and we'll get into the growth of fleet space, but fleet space right now is doing some wonderful things. And it's and, growing and, and growing and, and growing. Exactly. Yeah. 90 to 100 odd people in your team. Yeah, now. and it will double and we're raising money and it's going to grow. You yeah. know, I think if uh, if we work really hard, this is going to be a unicorn in yeah. four years, you know. Well, I'm very excited to keep How do I manage it? I think this is what you said before, my depression is my superpower. Yeah. Because I have a, a, a condition, yeah. I take care of myself. Yeah. Because I know the condition, I take care of the yeah. others. I love it. And that's it. You know, and the reality is that if you don't, I have this say all the time, you need to work not in the business, but on the business. Working in the business, you get lost Mm. as a C executive. Working on the business, you build something healthy. And so speed is nothing. What is important is a walk on the beach to think, are we doing the right thing? Mm. I've hired a lot of C executives to help me now. Believe it or not, they are not all in Adelaide. So four out of six live in other cities. And people yeah, think well, like, this is insane. Yeah. Because I want these people to think. Mm. I've got the people that do it. Yeah. But what Correct. about, you know, like breathe and not getting lost in every operational drama every day yeah. and just making magic happen. So that's what depression has taught me. To step back and, and build things and work on, on things mm. instead of getting lost on teeny tiny not important stuff. It's it's really profound way of thinking. Was that something that you were taught, or did you learn that over? I think I mistakes? learned it. Otherwise, I would have not survived. Yeah, I mean, because the old saying, you know, Stephen Steve Jobs is the famous quote: "Hire great people and you know get them to tell you what to do." And that, that's essentially what you're doing. Is you saying, right? I'm giving you the power and authority and the autonomy to do. What you need to do to create this business, you, I'm going to set the vision. This is where we're going. I'm, you, you talked about ten hours sleep. I'm really. Uh, this is something I want to get into. <laughs> ten hours sleep. For it's me. a lot. It's a lot. It, and how does, does your mind? Is your mind not racing? At, like you know, you talk about thinking. Is your mind not? Like, I think my my mind comes alive at night. It's just like I dream a lot. So yeah. I what I do, I usually put the kids to sleep. Yeah. Like it's thirty, and at nine I'm gone, and I wake up at seven, and uh, I sleep very well. That is amazing. And I dream a lot. Mm. You know, I love my dreams. Yeah. I always have this joke that you know because I sleep too much. Literally, my <laughs> life is alpha wake half sleeping. Right? Yeah. yeah. Literally, like twelve yeah. hours of twelve, <laughs> 12 yeah. hours sleeping. So I always make fun with everyone knows me and said, which one is my real life? Yeah. The one yeah. where I'm sleeping on the one where I'm awake. So so when I'm sleeping, I love dreams and I'm a very, I love analyzing my dreams. Yeah. So in the morning when I wake up, I always spend 20 minutes analyzing my dreams because it's so much time in my day. Yeah. I know this sounds crazy. There's so much time in my day that I think is important what I dream. Yeah. It's trying to tell me something. Yeah. So I, every time I wake up, that's the first question I ask, you know, mm. person next to me and my kids, and then I analyze my dreams. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre, right? Is, is there a night routine that you have getting into bed? Like, the, oh, in it's the a sense horrible of. horrible routine, like everyone. Like, I enter into bed and I watch Instagram for 10 minutes and then I fall asleep, <laughs> you know, and I watch video of cats and dogs <laughs> and then. <laughs> so there's fancy. Like, the, because I I don't I don't think I could sleep for ten hours even if I tried. Is this a habit thing that builds up? Or I, I, it's a habit thing. Yeah. It builds up, and 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 I was like always like this. But my family, we are all like this. Yeah, okay. Where, you know, and um, if you put me to sleep, let's say you have to 
it's a very it's a special it's not a superpower yeah. if I have to go and I'll take a plane at five AM, for example, yeah. I will go to sleep at six PM the day before. Uh, I will just go to sleep you are, and sleep ten hours. You are <laughs> Rattling off things that I aspire to be that I don't think I could ever be because my it, six I'm a six hour. I will die. Yeah, I, I but I, my body just wakes up. Uh, no, and I, then it's like the moment I look up and I, I can see some daylight coming in through the blinds. It's bang I'm on. I like, actually think ten years, ten hours is not healthy. I should sleep less. The, uh, you the, know, the, the healthy range is. But the reality is that your body does what yeah. you what you have to do. The, the important thing is those hours to be very mm. very healthy. But you know they say that sleep is good. So. Sleep is good. Well, ten hours so. is you're hitting. I mean, you, your body's getting extra repair, right? It's, it's, it's like uh, self repair. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. Um. The one thing, though, like I would really like to ask you while we're talking about Flavia and, and you know, like I said, we'll, we'll talk fleet space in, the, in a moment, but as you are growing and you, you're talking about potential of fleet space becoming a unicorn, yep. which is so exciting, um, especially to the point where you said, you know, Australia has come up with these amazing technologies and, and not being rewarded for it. So now is that opportunity with what exactly. you guys are doing. Do you, along the path, do you celebrate your wins? Oh, yes. Yeah. And what yes. does that look like? It's, it explain to me the, the celebration of the wins because it's something that you would know. Yeah, you forget about sometimes and you, as you're moving along, you're going so quickly, you go, oh, cool, we achieved that. Let's keep going. Now the next goal, then the yeah, next that, goal, then that, the next that is goal. quite normal and yeah. I do that, yeah. you know. So, uh, but uh, fleet we try. So every quarter we have uh, our quarterly planning mm-hmm. in which we got our five rocks that we have to do. Yeah. And if we hit them, we got uh, a, a prize and a celebration for everyone, like, I think last week, and I wasn't there, but last week there was last quarter celebration. So all the team went, you know, this uh, beer hand- handlebar <laughs> thing that you bike in yeah, the yeah, city? Yeah, 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 they all went to do that. That's <laughs> so every we decided as a team what to do every three yeah. months. And uh, it's, a, it's a party or it's this, it's that. Or we go laser tag, we do, you know, yeah. we do it all together. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Do you, so you, you talk big rocks there. Is that yeah. like every quarter? You every said, quarter we got four rocks. That's your quarter, quarterly sprint. Yeah, uh, four rocks and if we meet them. Mm. Uh, the thing that I also do, and I think this is also related to to, to my my depression, because when you got depression, most of the time you're okay and some days you just can't do it. Mm. You know, it's very, it's very weird. So since I had it, so since my 20s, I have this rule, this, uh, this rule. Okay, and particularly in business, that I have to make one good decision every day. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. in the business, I really like a company changing decision a day. One, every, you know, day. every day, it's I have 365 to, decisions. That is a lot of decisions. Mm. So, you know, every day I'm like, okay, what's the most important thing for the day? If I can make the decision, if I can make these things happen, I can work one minute. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I don't have to feel guilty if today is a yeah. bad day or I feel just it's just so as I celebrate that decision. Yeah, wow. Do you know what I mean? What would what would a, a decision, decision look, look like? like yeah. You know, uh, today I need to make a decision for the important. There are two things today, yeah. so you know I've got two chances. You know, I'm trying to understand something about a customer that is really really important because it's going to impact the product for the next six months. Yeah, and I really so every day I wake up and I'm like, this is the one I'm going to do. Yeah. And this is the one I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'll do anything, even if I'm sick, even if I got COVID, 
I'll do anything <laughs> to have that decision made that day. Yeah. So, and I celebrate it. I'm like, I did it. I made I my decision. It. Does the, so I'm going to say this and Gabriella it works uh, with Synergy IQ, the, the, the consulting business that we run outside of this podcast. Uh, Gab's heads up our marketing department as well as manages the podcast <laughs> and probably gets angry at me at a daily basis for the continual changing of a decision. As, as, as she should <laughs> and as you so, should as well. Change I know, it, right? So I guess what I'm going to ask is those decisions, do they ever contradict each other? Always. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not crazy, right? No, no, yeah. always, yeah. always. And, and, and so what? how do you manage the team in that process? Um, so, like, that's the thing. I feel bad for changing my mind, but I think, no, 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 it, it was different yesterday. Like, it, that's that the re- decision. The, was reality, the reality that the decision depends, uh, of course, the decision is weeks and months of Correct. data collected, yeah. okay? But for founders' brains, for who we are, we make decisions where we are really sure about it. So, because new informations are in, yeah. I'm changing my decision. Yeah. You know, mm. as long as the people, the team trust you that that decision is made because in that moment, in that position that day, you have got enough information that you trusted, they need to trust you. Mm. If they see that you're doing them because you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. That's different. What if it's a p- bit of both? What if it's a, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but let's try that. <laughs> that didn't work. Let's try that. I okay. think in that case, you need to be, and that I do it as well. Yeah. You need to, so my co-founder operates this way. Yeah. So Matt operates with um, um, trials. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need to be open about who you are. Yeah, I think. Like, and you need to say this, uh, this period is my trials period. Mm. You know, so we try A, B, C, D, E, F, G, da, 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 and eventually we settle on something. Yeah. So. You need to you need to say yeah okay, okay. So, so does yours not look like a trial period? Uh, Do you, is all your are no, all your decisions all my decisions are not a trial are based period? Based on desi- yeah. Their data and yeah. design. Yeah, and yeah, and this is because this is who I am. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's because I think I've read somewhere where you talk about you and Matt and the relationship you have as co-founders. Oh my god, is he's this business. Uh, He's the genius, right? You know, so we crack our team up, okay? So, for example, just to tell you how these two brain works, you know, in the past four years, we have been investigating the product market feed, right? So five applications and try to understand which one is a good one. So two years ago, I started this scientific process in which, you know, we will deploy these five applications, work with customers, analyze, ask, review, da, 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 da. And this process was very well in the field, very well brought to the conclusion that the critical minerals was our application. Yeah. Matt said that the critical minerals was the application day one. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, how do you know? Like we got <laughs> other five. Mm. We need to understand. No, that's the one. That's the one. And I'm like, and he does that all the time, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I've learned to trust him yeah. and sh- kind of make sure my analysis period, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a little bit shorter. 80%, 80, So that's it. Right, so that's his it. brain has a, enable, it's able to put the information much faster Yeah, and it's an instinct. And it, it, it can be frustrating for those who can think that way though. Like, cause uh, they already see it. They see it yeah, before it happens. It's frustrating everyone, for him. It's frustrating else. for us, yeah. you know, because the thing is, uh, 
uh, out of that thing that went wrong, a couple of them went not right. Yeah. And you're like, is this the good one or the bad yeah, one? Yeah, that's right. Which <laughs> you know, it's like, which one is Yeah, this? which one are we hitting today? But you learn, you learn, you know, how to you, work together. How do you manage, you know, you're, you're both co-founders. You're the CEO. He's CXO. Is that customer yeah. experience? No, CXO experience? is Chief Exploration Officer. Oh, so he's got, a, okay. he's got an uh, it's application exploration. So he works okay. on all the explorations and everything. Yeah, yeah, okay. So two brilliant co-founders in their own right. One's data-driven, one's gut-feeling gut yeah, driven. How do you manage that as CEO of Fleet Space? Um, we know how to work together mm. now, okay? He's got another incredible thing that drives everyone crazy. I think is brilliant. That is uh, when he has to do something and he, you know, when he's got a deadline to deliver a massive decision, stuff like that. He waits mm. to the very last minute. Mm. So while I go outside, you know, if I have to make a decision today, so I have to make a decision about a customer. I've called everyone. I called the customers. I called this. So I'm a gather information type of person. Yeah. So I spend, so people see a lot of activities mm -hmm. and then there is a decision. You don't see him. So yeah. he is an introvert. Like, so he yeah. goes into his world yeah. and you don't need anything for weeks. And the day before you're like, hi, is, yeah. it, is, is it coming? Is yeah. that coming? And he's like, I think so. And <laughs> you're like, like holy moly. And it always comes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, so brilliant. you need to trust yeah. that person. Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise it's really hard. Mm. So we, um, we we do it. Do you enjoy the CEO role? You are obviously a scientist and engineer. Like you enjoy the data. You enjoy the discovery of creation. Do you enjoy the business aspect? I love it. Of it. Yeah. And what I love about it is that um, in the past six years, I've learned a lot of things. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a student. I like to learn. Yeah. You know, so every year I try to understand what I have to do to become a better CEO. So, you know, there are years that I focus on marketing and then I hear focus on sales and I hear that I focus on corporate governance mm. and, you know, and I study and I do courses. So, you, you, it's such an amazing position yeah. in which you have to be such a 360 person, right. know all the topics, be good in leadership. It's, it feels like an infinity pool of learnings. Right. Yeah. That's what I like but about it. you never it. get it right. You never get it right. And the reality is, as you saw, what I've, I've been trying, what I've, I've, learning, I've been learning is that there are not a lot of female CEOs mm. and there are not a lot of young female CEOs. Mm. So a lot of mentors and advice try to put me in a box of behavior. Mm. You should behave this way. You mm. should do this. That is not me. That's not you. You know what I style. mean? It's not my style. Mm. So how to actually to... Um, I'm a very odd CEO. Mm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just funny and bubbly and yeah. anti-political and not correct yeah. and, you know, speak the truth, you know. But that's why it works. Yeah, that's who I am, it's you exactly. know. So there is uh, not enough uh, track record on how a uh, CEO space tech founder should behave. Yeah. So yeah. I just need to build this yeah. while learning the, the, yeah. the real things to do. Yeah. So uh, the only thing that I that, that I that I do is try to hire people that had great CEOs in their lives. So mm. I grab some information here and there. Mm. What's one of the? You said you've learned a lot on the way. What are some of those things that you've like that, that have just 
stopped you in your tracks from a learning point of view as a CEO of a business? I think my, it was more of a personal journey because mm. I'm an extremely extroverted mm-hmm. And I could speak for hours. Mm-hmm. And so I really... It makes I'm, a podcast easier. makes a podcast <laughs> easy, not a meeting. <laughs> so pretty dominant. Yeah. You know, a dominant personality. Yeah. So when you are, and I know I am, so when you are in a tech startup where 90% of your employees are geniuses, introverted, mm. Mm. that does not give you the chance for people to speak up. Yeah. And that's a massive issue, mm. you know. So such a um, journey for me to shut up yeah. so hard, and uh, and you know I've been learning to do it. And it's people understand how hard it is, yeah, no, you I'm, know. I'm, I'm with you on that. Do, what do you think your team would say about you um, from, from five years ago to now? I think they they know they know that I care about people. Yeah, they really know that I care about people, and that's who I am. Um, they think I never get angry um, because I, uh, sometimes I do, but, you know, I'm I'm a very humoristic person. Mm. So, you know, like I always can find the other side of the story. Um, I, I I hope they see that, that I care. I hope mm. they see that I've got talent and mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn. Um, do they get frustrated with you? much no. not much the, the thing that they say the most that that i struggle with is that uh if i'm not around there is not the same energy mm. um but i say it in a nice way mm. you know like yeah. for example if i'm traveling when i come back i'm like oh you were not there mm. it wasn't that good this week and yeah. they, they try to be nice but i think it's a big red flag yeah so how can you create a culture of enthusiasm and, and driven forces without you being there yeah correct that worries me. Yeah. So do I'm working on that. Do you, do you find yourself apologizing for making decisions and changing? Oh, yeah. Life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, no, I apologize a lot. Yeah. And, uh, do you think that's a detriment as a CEO? No, no, no. no it's no. fine. Yeah. You know, you know. And uh, uh, I screw it up sometimes. Oh, and, yeah, you know, the all the time. I find myself apologizing every single day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I apologize all the time yeah. and, and I laugh about I th- it. But sometimes I think to myself that I'm apologizing for something that I actually believe in. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But, yeah. you know, I'm... I'm I'm a funny personality, so yeah. sometimes I just call two people and I'm like, man, I made that decision. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I pissed you off. I totally screwed yeah. up. But, you know, I've done it because I thought that I was doing this. Yeah. And instead, that was the consequences. I'm, I'm sorry. And uh, people are like, oh, don't worry. I think I'm just a good person. So, yeah. you know, people don't really mind. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that it, it feels like from what I'm hearing that, you know, you have a, a really innovative and fast-moving and very thoughtful and data-driven culture, right? It sounds like that you have a really great culture at Fleet Space. Obviously, people are wanting to work for the company, which is which is says something in its own right. And do you place a lot of emphasis as CEO? Do you place a lot of emphasis on creating the culture where people want to work? Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time, particularly in the past years, and it's such a difficult dynamic, mm. you know, because the, the big problem is it's not just the, the people. There are two types of people. People who love startups, people that hate it. Mm. There yeah. is nothing in the middle. You are mm. not in a startup because oh, I am going to spend two years. There are people that just enter and fill it and are gone in two, yeah. months, in two weeks. Yeah. They're and just, people no. that can stay seven years in this, this is the best place yeah. ever. They love and the it's ambiguity. It's so of it. bizarre. Mm. 
It is. Do you know what I mean? And I I have learned to see that when people suffer, they suffer a lot. Mm. You know, they come and flee, they stay two months and they can't sleep at night and they're super stressed and everything triggers them. Mm. And I, that hurts. You do know? You, do you, have you changed your hiring for that Yes, now? it's hard to identify though. It is, it is so hard to identify. Yeah. You know, at the beginning, I thought uh, people that are working startups as better, people that are big in corporate. I've hired CFOs or big corporate. Yeah that are jolly as anything. Yeah. I've heard people that, you know, my, my general counsel, she was general managing a bank. Yeah. You would think, oh, she will never cope. She yeah. loves it. She loves it. Yeah. And then you get people in a, a startup that they can, it's hard to identify. Yeah. You know, it's hard to identify and you see people struggling mm -hmm. and hating it and you know it's just who they are. Yeah. And that's the cutting the arm off piece, right? Yeah, and sort of you need to let them go. You yeah. need to look them in the eyes yeah. and say, buddy, I know you wanted this, but you're not going to be happy here. Yeah. I'm not going to be happy. You're not yeah. going to be happy. And we're allowed to be adults. Right? Yeah, and that, you just have to go. Correct. This so now it happens in happening more and more often that people leave fleet after two weeks yeah, or okay. three weeks yeah. or a month because then I'm like, oh, my this God. Is different to what I thought I was signing up for. The do you um, like, so even with just with with Synergy IQ, my uh, my business, we I think we spend more more time talking people out of being consultants than into <laughs> being consultants, right? Like that's part of our hiring process. Are you sure this you're living with ambiguity? You actually work yeah. by yourself a lot. You, you're gonna be um, dealing with problems with not many people around at at that particular time supporting you. It's not like you can turn to the next person. Because we're working on site, we're working within our clients. So we actually talk people out of consulting. I like it. It's very clever yeah. to see how they react. Correct. Yeah. So that that's set a, the clear expectations. Yeah, I think well, that's part of the the journey of from a recruitment point of view is if you know the Jim Collins good to great scenario. Let's get the right people on the bus who want to go in the same direction as that. As I we, as I, I totally like, and I like what you're saying, and it's something that probably we should do more often. Mm. You know, scare. I always say when uh, when people come to me and say, oh, you know, I want to be, what's the advice you're going to give me? I want to be a space entrepreneur. I always yeah. say, don't do it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, it's hard. It's, it's stressful. You're going to ruin your life. You're going to divorce. You're yeah. going to be horrible. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and just when people, and not, I don't do it to hurt them. Yeah. I know that what is needed to hear that feedback is yeah. such a love yeah. that if I see that they do it, I know that they will be successful. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, correct. If you... Push someone down a path because you love it based on your perspectives, based on the boundaries that you work to, right, based on the impact that you can give. And then they think that that's the world that they're going to live in. It's just, it's wrong. It's we, wrong. We use an analogy here at, uh, at Synergy IQ called the street corner analogy. If you think about it, you sit, you're standing at an intersection, right? Yep. Um, and your, your intersection and, and you're at one corner and I'm at another corner, like opposite corners uh, of this intersection. Then there's a car accident. That happens in the, in the middle. middle. You and I both see the exact same car accident, but see it from different perspectives, yeah. right? You didn't see the little cat that ran in front of the car. That's why the car slammed on its brakes and then the car behind. All you saw was the car behind hit the back of the car. Yes, right? So yes. we saw two different things. I saw the cat. I saw the reason. All you saw was this other person speeding, not paying attention and crashing into it. So, um, so when we that's clever. Yeah. So when we have uh, when we when we 
when we give advice, we really need to understand from the other person's perspective what they're seeing. In all the four corners. In all the four corners, correct, because everyone's seeing it from a different angle. Yeah, exactly. And we we talk about boundaries as well when you create boundaries and you're thinking about hiring people in. When you're explaining the job role within the organisation, it's like this is, you know, this is what we do, right? I think the most important part of it is this is what we don't do. No, I agree. Yeah, this is what we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And I think probably that's something that we don't do enough. Mm. But, you know, now that you're talking, I think we should do it more often. Because people need to realize. Because... What well, stops the two week stuff? Yeah, or, or, it stops or at least it doesn't all. stop it. Full stop, but it stops it. It reduces it drastically. Yeah, I agree. Because the reality that people, all people, say, "Ah, oh, I can jump in a startup like Fleet. It looks cool from the outside. Wow, female CEO. Yeah. Wow, launching satellite. Yeah. Man, it's hard work. Yeah. yeah, you know when you get into is messy, not procedures, lots of problems, product problems, lots of customers. Some of them, and it just it's a startup. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, you yeah. need to have a very happy soul. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> you yeah. need to be a very happy and, and, person. And deal with things that change daily, right? I think that's... That, that, I agree. There's something that I've learned this year that is fascinating me. Is So I was a, a big, you know, basketball a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. And I realized in the past year that the best employees I've got are very, very high-level sports mm-hmm, players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone that is a really high-level sport, they love it. They yeah. love the competition. They love the struggle. They love the setbacks. You know, they never give up. Yeah. They got it professionally. And so that's something that I've changed. And yeah. I'm telling everyone, check what they do a sport. Yeah, I agree. Fascinating. I, I uh, as a junior, played very high-level sport. Played for Australia or represented Australia uh, in in cricket and cool uh, in in like the under fifteen like it was junior level but yeah. I, but I do believe and I played the football as well at a quite a high level for a junior but I I do believe that um sport is fundamental fundamental because and and I'll say this and I'm pushing I've got two daughters as well who play basketball so my daughter played yeah, basketball yeah so we're we're a bas- we're now a basketball <laughs> family but. I push them into it and I push a lot of my parent, uh, my friends who are parents um, and I tell them, you know, get your kids into team sports. Team sports because you deal with personalities. Yeah. You set goals. Everything. You fail together. You, you win to, together. Exactly. When you, you win, you, you don't play good, but the other wins. When you lose, you play good. There's so many scenarios it, it's, it's that the, it shows And it's you. the constant feedback that comes with it, right? You kick the ball bad or you, you have a shot at goal and you shoot the basketball and you miss, the instant feedback is next time a little bit more to the left. Exactly. Right? Next time a little bit harder. It's instant feedback with everything that you do. Uh, you come off onto the bench and the coach is and saying, come on, come on, And there are some things that teaches you that are, that are very interesting that I've learned. It, the sport teaches you that uh, you cannot have five Cristiano Ronaldo. Correct. Okay. Yeah. A team with five Cristiano Ronaldo will work. not go anywhere. No. You know? You cannot have, so you need to have a star. Mm. And the others are around the star and no one sees them, but without them, the star doesn't achieve. So it's just, it teaches you that also that invisible person in the team, in your business, without that person, you're not going to make it. In the space sense, it's the dark matter, right? It's the stuff that holds everything else together. together, That no one talks about. Exactly. And I think that's a huge lesson that that digest the sport people. It's bizarre. I agree. 
I love agree. it. You think about it, like soccer, football, it's the back line which is the most important people in the team because they're stopping the other team score the goal. They get really no – it's always the striker or the so. – yeah, Is that my daughter at basketball? She's a rebound master. Like she gets all the rebounds and yeah. she's like, Mom, I'm not that good at shooting. I'm like, man, you take all the rebounds. Yeah. So every time they make a mistake, it's, it's our ball. Oh, and every it. time your one of your girl doesn't shoot you, give the team another chance. Yeah. You're the most critical person. 100%. <laughs> well, that's so funny to say because with my daughter, um, she – She's not a very good shot on goal <laughs> from the basketball point of view, uh, but has more assists than anyone else in the team, right? And I say to that her, that is like, so cool. That, you, you're setting up the play. Like, that is possibly one of the most important pieces. I agree. You're not the one scoring the goals, but you're setting them up. You're giving direction. Like, that is. And you see them. That you're is not focusing on yourself. Versus, I love sport. Yeah. And I'm seeing more and more uh, connection between startup and sport that right. I cannot avoid you to can't see. You can ignore it. It I, is so beautiful. Well, it's unavoidable. I think you – yeah, I think you're right. As part of your recruitment process. Not that you say, oh, because you, you're dealing in a tech world, right? So sport may not be That's the, the thing. But, you know, I have, I have an Olympic champion. Yeah. I have a triathlon champion. I have a basketball guy that worked that, that played in the in yeah. in in NBL in the yeah. U.S. And they're just guns. Mm. And, you know, for example, funny enough, this quarter is way less busy than last quarter. And these mm. are very interesting people that they perform – I'm the same – they perform better under stress. Yeah. So when there is like the first a calm month, you see them walking around. They're yeah. like, what are you doing? I'm yeah. getting bored. Yeah, walking around with a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. they're like, I'm getting bored. <laughs> so those people yeah. are sporty people. Yeah. You know, it's and really it's just so good, man. It is really interesting. I love it. I want to talk about like right now I can see the the, the life coming out of you and we've talked a little bit about um, about depression and, and all the above but I want to talk about happiness right like yeah. you, it seems to me that you're absolutely in love with the work that you do and and happiness is is I guess it can be a, fl- and a fleeting emotion but let's call it contentness or whatever yeah. we want to call it <laughs> if it was a recipe or a concoction like if we think about happiness as a recipe of or a concoction and it had sort of all these different ingredients that go into it like different behaviors different things what what do you think would be the best behaviors that would make you as a CEO of Fleet Space happy? Um, that would make you perform at your best? So it, when I think about the Peter team, if I'm more content, mm-hmm. let's call it, yeah. or happy, um, it is not everything that happened at Fleet is, is in general. It's okay, in general, yeah. so um, the weeks that I'm the best mentally and just just happy. There are some weeks that I'm like, I'm just gonna walk away. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. let's talk about a good week. Yeah, uh, there is a combination of, um, I think, in your life, an enormous role has got your partner. Your partner. I think love. I know it sounds really crazy, but when love is in balance, it's just so good. Mm. You know, I think like if. If I hope something from my daughters, it's yep. finding the one. Because like. it makes your life really beautiful. Yeah. Um, sleep is good, yeah. I think. You know, days are worse when you don't sleep, yeah. you know, and that's fine. Um, for me, is I don't know, it's when you wake up and you got the ability. So one thing that really helps me is just go a step at a time. Mm. You know, a lot of people wake up and go to sleep and, and think about, oh my God, there are all these things that I need to face. Yeah. For me, happiness is just navigating, you know. Yeah. 
funnily enough, I wake up in the morning and I don't have any idea what I have to do in the yeah. afternoon. I just navigate my agenda one after the other. Um, I like I like walking around fleet, you know, just like being around people yeah. and walking around. And I annoy them, but I just love it. You know, when I go to an engineer that is new, I say, hey, what are you up to? Yeah. And I go there and there. That makes me happy. It makes me feel, for me, happiness is having eyes everywhere. Mm. Um, but when when families in balance, when uh, I walk a lot mm. that I don't do enough, um, when I manage to just go around and talk with people and make them feel good and get them a smile of lead because life is tough, um, when the dogs are out of fleet, I love mm-hmm. I love when the dogs are fleet. <laughs> That's what make my day feel good, yeah. you know. And when I've got the feeling that I've learned something and I've done my good decision a day, yeah. I go to sleep quite well. You do, yeah. And it's very simple things, you know. I think it goes to show that it's not the business, it's not the everyday doing of things, but it's the being present in the moment. That can really cause that's the, something that yeah. that depression and people and you know the yeah. way you go over depression is just being there in the moment. Yeah. You know, for example, I don't, I don't. What is success looks like for yeah. me? Success looks like daily happiness. Yeah. yeah, that is the little success of every person that had depression. Like, yeah. oh, today I was pretty good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, you know, that's a win. And the rest, uh, I don't <laughs> talk about revenue and how many satellites because that will come. Yeah, I agree. That would come, you know. Do you think this might sound like a really silly question, but I just as you were talking then, and you were talking about there's some people that wake up and they're just thinking about all the things that they got to do, and you know they're the center of their universe. Do you think working in space? Now I'm drawing this analogy because (laughs) space is so vast, right? Space is like it's uh, it's space. It's a lot of space. It's just. Like it's actually mind-boggling when you understand the size of it, the amount of galaxies. Like it's just mind-boggling, right? The observable universe is just like 13.8 billion. Like I love all this stuff too, right? And so do you think that by working in this vastness that you work in allows you to be less stressed? I actually think that is something connected to that, yeah. you know, Um People get stressed about a lot of little things, mm. you know, in the company. And sometimes I remember them that we've launched satellites that work in space. Who does that? No, this is what you I'm know? saying. Like you're just uh, dealing who with the does that? And the biggest problems, yeah. right? You know, if you have a team that had the ability to launch a satellite in the sky that works, there's nothing that that team cannot do. Yeah. So, you know, when they call me and say, you know, we, we had a problem with a customer, it's a problem of communication or like they're not happy with that. And I'm like, for me, it's such a small problem. I had problem with rockets yeah. and betting things out. We solved the most complicated issues. We want to put things on the moon. Mm. Surely I can call this customer and apologize. Exactly. You know, so in a contest where that is the most critical things that happened, for us, it's like we have pushed us to achieve crazy things. Mm. surely we can fix everything else so that's the thing that i feel every day Mm. that probably makes me feel that way you know the it's just so right because you're doing such difficult things by what you're doing right launching something into the like it's mind-boggling 
um, that you're doing that. But then, yeah, like you said, not dealing with this mundane little task is the part that's holding me or causing me the most angst, but I'm able to put a yeah, satellite exactly. in the sky. So it doesn't make sense. Do, I was in the it's car coming here talking in my leadership uh, meeting uh, daily and the girls were in the car and I was telling my team, you know, we're having some problems. I'm like, just talk to people. Tell them who we are. Mm. Tell them that our startups, that we make mistakes, we will fix them. Yeah. Talk with your heart because we are trying to do something really big. And it's not going to get perfect. Yeah. But we have launched satellites in space. We can fix this, mm. you know. And then I hang up and my daughter was like, that was such a beautiful speech. <laughs> and I thought I was funny. So that's how yeah. I see it, you know. That's so profound for your kids to hear that in the car. I think that's one thing that's... You know, going back to the point of children who have parents who are in start uh, or in businesses, right? It's because they hear it. They're, they're going through the everyday pains that we go through. That, they, they can read our emotions. Yeah, exactly. And they are amazing kids. Yeah. You know, my daughter, my nine years old, she won. Now she's since two years, she wanted, she has been telling me that she wants to be an actress, right? Yeah. And I'm like, That's of course, yeah. you go for it. But of course, she wants to win the Oscar. Yeah. So she's like not little ambitious, you know. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna win the Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. and I'm like, that's probably more difficult than going to Mars. Yeah. You know, like you know, that's a smaller chance to win an Oscar yeah. than that the landing to Mars. A percentage point of view. Yeah, you know, she's like, she's like every day she's rehearsing and practicing the speech. That's so she's, she, I bought her like a fake Oscar, yeah. you know, and she's there. Hey, thank you, every, everyone. What's her name again? Katarina. Katarina and your eldest is? Uh, so Katarina is my eldest oh, and eldest Victoria and, and is Victoria, the other so, one. So Katarina is the one that wants to be the actor? She wants to be the actor that's and that's the thing that I always tell her. I'm going to go and live in Hollywood and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And she just pictures the success, mm. right? She's there talking about that. Visualization technique. And uh, I think that's super cool. Mm. And to have a mum and a, and a dad that is going to help her nurture that. Yeah, that you know. Is, is amazing. We've got a big responsibility, you know, with these little ones. <laughs> I think you do. You and I had a conversation a couple of uh, – maybe early this week I think it was where you said you're currently reflecting on a few things in your life at the moment. You're, you are – What's or, next? Yeah, well, the what's next stuff. You're, um, And I'm really interested in that space because, you know, you are a thinker. You are someone that does, you know, the long walks on the beach or whatever it might be. Um, what is it that you are thinking about? I, I don't know what I – the thing is that I'm passionate about a lot of little things, mm. you know. So I, I'm looking at fleet and I'm and, you know, I'm, I'm 39, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm young still. Even if this 40 feels like it's come too early. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what's going to happen with this company? Okay, I always said with fleet that what I wanted to achieve with fleet is to make fleet a unicorn. I wanted yeah. the first space unicorn in the country to be fleet. That's it. Yeah. And not because of the money that I will get out of it or my shareholders. That that is important. Yeah. It's because of the growth. Yeah. I always thought if I go through ten years of such a growth from zero to hero mm. and beyond, who, what kind of human being will I be? Mm. That is cool, right? Mm. And what what will I have to keep going and helping? Yeah. So fleet for me, I don't have exits. With fleet, yeah. I wanna, I wanna fleet to go big. Yeah. But I love a lot of things, mm. you know. So I always, uh, I don't care about money. That is so weird to say. Yeah. Now, money are not important to me. Mm. I grew up in a family which money broke my family. So for me, yeah. money is our trouble. Well, I asked that question. You know? what is that concoction? And money doesn't come into the equation at all, does it? For me, money doesn't come into the equation. You know, like for people, it does. For yeah. me, it's trouble. So yeah. you know, like. Uh, so I'm just constantly thinking, if I would get out of money, what I will do? Mm. And, you know, I'm writing 40 things that I would like to do. And they're all bizarre. Mm. 
like you know so all things that come from my love you know like i would like to help the elephants yeah <laughs> and the rainforest yeah, yeah. i've got all these causes yeah. that i've been following in years you yeah. know and uh, so i've been doing this math and i'm like maybe when i'm 50 i can take six months every year and go to a place and um and help the lions and uh, the, the elephants of, of, you know, like going and help someone in the war. And Giving just, back. Yeah, I would. I want to live 10, 15 years mm. like this, yeah. doing one after the other. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, my, my daughters will be at university. They will not want to see me anymore <laughs> if they want to come with thought. me. To this. So I want to really mm. spend uh, the less, the, like from 60 plus, 50 plus, 20 years of my life. Going everywhere and seeing things. Yeah. I will be a super hippie millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's what the, I'm going to be. I think I'm on board with that. It's the it's exploring what being a human has to offer, right? Like it's exploring and I, and I, every and I emotion, do every it. behavior, every Every scenario, culture. Every and culture. I want to just see. Yeah. So I'm not that kind of person that, you know, will become a, a – if I ever become a millionaire, I want to help my family and my friends and everything. Yeah. But I will not buy a, like, a huge house and then an helicopter. And yeah. I, I'm just going to go I'm and not. give a couple of million to yeah. an elephant yeah, uh, right. park. And yeah. I don't know why, but that's who I am. I love that. You, we, When we did talk about the happiness thing before, you mentioned love. I want to talk to that for a moment. You're, you're obviously... Madly in love with your husband, which is amazing to hear. Oh, uh, yeah, yes is, or no? Because yes or no. that husband, I divorced that husband. Oh, oh did you? Oh, oh there yeah. you go. So okay. I'm madly in love with someone else. Oh, with else. someone else. So there you go. So your new partner. It sounds like there is yes. this love that's in, yes. in place, which is amazing. Sorry, that, sorry I didn't pick that up, actually. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So it's a part to the startup. Uh, well, that's <laughs> Going it. back to so, there. So that so interesting topic then anyway or interesting the question is still relevant is that something do you work on your relationship as much as you work on being a ceo yeah probably more yeah 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 probably more and is that because of the failed attempts that you've had then uh, previous or is it something that you just actually i really really admire you know, and want to be with this person first of all i'm a very romantic and i love to be to share life with a person yeah. okay and um I know it's hard, mm. you know. I've been through a failed attempt. We loved each other very much. Yeah. We gave birth to beautiful girls. Yeah. We still take care of each other profoundly. Yeah. But love is not giving for certain. Yeah. You really need to put it a lot of effort mm. in a good way. Not, you know what I was saying before. It's not like it's, it has to be difficult. Yeah. But it's a plant. Yeah. And it if is. you don't cut the wrong arms and the wrong things, yeah. it grows in the wrong direction. And it's something that I have ever given for granted, you know, meet someone you love and it's just going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. And you're never going to achieve anything in life if someone next to you doesn't really support you and uh, um, be there for you. You can dream together, you can plan together and... I love it. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's like you know when I was telling you about being CEO, you always grow. I think yeah. what you do in a relationship, you always grow. Yeah. And um, and I'm not an easy person to be with in a sense that they that I. Well, I think I'm an easy person to be with, but I really think highly about love mm. and what it means to me. It, you know, and um, yeah. So I yeah spend a lot of time trying to make it good. Do you? <laughs> Tell us about like a question that I ask quite often on this podcast is how do we realize our visions, right? Which is 
obviously fleet and what you the unicorn. So how do we realize our visions um, and aspire to be the best person that we can be whilst trying to cultivate these loving relationships? Like, do you, how do you do that? Do you, so, do you separate it or do you try to entwine So something it that you've missed that is going to make you laugh now. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so my partner is my co-founder of Fleet. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, oh, okay. so answering your question. Uh, uh, I, I, didn't, very... I, I didn't read this news article. I've done that much research. How come I didn't pick this up? <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. Um, it happened. Okay. You know, after yeah, yeah. after my divorce and everything. But and it's interesting because how do you do that? Mm. You know, you are a co-founder team. Yeah. Uh, you always together. You got a private life. Yeah. You go there. You're such a different co-founder. Such a different brain. Yeah. yeah. We never fight at home. Yeah. Like I think we never had a fight in years. Yeah. And way more as CEO and yeah. uh, and CXO. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, what are you doing? And, uh, yeah. Um, it is. You need to find a good balance. I'm like, we dream about the same things. Mm. You know, we we. Um, it's just that constant support and having someone that exactly know. It is it is very hard for partners or wife and husband or for entrepreneurs understand hundred percent. Mm. They love you, but they never understand hundred percent. They never yeah. understand why that day you come home and you are so stressed about that thing that seems nothing to yeah. them. Yeah. And they understand they love you, but they just cannot. Why you are with the same an entrepreneur or the same entrepreneur in your company? You don't have to talk. Mm. They look yeah. at your face and exactly know where this comes from, yeah. you know. Yeah. You don't need to explain it. Yeah, wow. And that so, feels good. So it does sound it, like it sounds amazing, but like what's going through my head right now is entrepreneurship is complex enough, but when you were in a relationship <laughs> with your partner, it almost it becomes right. even more complex in a and way, we, doesn't it? We are making it work in yeah. a horrible way that we don't know how. Yeah, you so know? you just wanted to add more complexity to your Yeah, life. and I think if you had more magic and more complexity. And yeah. I think if you're going to really want to go really, really far, yeah. you need to add a lot of magic and a lot yeah. of complexity. Brilliant. <laughs> Let's talk about fleet. Um, I am conscious of your time. If you want to just talk about fleet, you are on path to becoming this unicorn. What? Tell me about the exciting things that are coming. Uh, like, what? What is it? Just the, the continual growth of what you're doing. I know this mining and yeah. the, the minerals thing. That to me, that's really that's really cool. Like you're looking. So I'm just going to say this. I'm and I'm going to. This is what I picked up from some talks and and whatnot. But you're listening to the earth. Yeah, while looking through it is exactly. that kind of the way it works absolutely you know the, the difficulties things here we've been working on this for a few years but yeah. this year is taking really off yeah this is amazing yeah but it's also very scary because we we are still a small company yeah and you know we onboarded 25 customers so we we simply are building the capability yeah. to well, serve this comes them. comes back to the, where the startup, please. Can yeah. you please just bear with us for a Can moment? Can you just bear <laughs> yeah. for us yeah. for a moment? Because we didn't expect this, this growth. growth. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so we are just catching up. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's beautiful that you meet the product market fit. Mm. But then when it's so big, you're like, oh, yeah. okay, wait a second. I need to hire 30 people yeah. and search out. How are we going to ship these things yeah. to you? So you need to sort out everything. So, so oh. can you explain it? Is it is the satellites so the operating satellites, a lower orbit, looking down, being able to read what's underneath the earth? Correct. So we use our techniques. So usually in mining companies, it's a big problem to solve looking yeah. for new deposits. Yeah. And if you look at critical minerals, yeah. so all the minerals that are used in batteries, in solar panels, mm-hmm. and underneath, uh, in, in like lithium and EV car, like yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we need like 40 times more lithium, two times yeah. more copper. Yeah. So it's... 
it's huge what we yeah. need. I heard there's like a lithium short. Is that correct? Yeah, is that's correct. Short? You know, so Tesla, yeah. right? It's like, give me lithium. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a really complex problem. Yeah. And uh, everything that was found, has been found. And, you know, so we need to go deeper. Mm. How do we go deeper? Usually drilling. Mm. That is complicated mm. because it's not really, it's just like a, a science, you know, you just yeah. drill, drill, drill and try yeah. to find. So we started using this technique that allows you to deploy arrays on a tenement and they talk to the satellites. They can listen to waves and earthquakes and all the movements of Earth and scan. It's yeah. geophysics, right? So it's very complicated. Yeah. So we started and it is it is it is worth changing yeah, and it is very complicated. It's mm. like machine learning and cell like that and edge yeah. computing, you name it. Yeah. And uh, we are onto something, a cast for something really, really big. And now we just need to deliver. <laughs> so how does it work? You know when like if we're searching for exoplanets, right? So another planet where we can live on and you and you scan these planets and they've got different colors. You can see if there's carbon. There's, yeah. You can see the colors, right? And you kind of understand. So yeah, this is, one. Is uh, the same sort of thing? So when it, when it, uh, something that I didn't realize till I started working. So if you're in the middle, so if you put one of these sensors in the middle of Australia, you can hear the waves crashing on the Western Australian coast. That they send a signal, a wave all through the continent that is insane to that start with, right? So when these waves and, uh, you know, move into the, the rocks, the velocity is a proxy for density. Uh, so if it's, uh, you know, if it hits a lithium rock or a lithium deposit, changes velocity. If you uh, eat a copper deposit, so you have all these colors that yeah. says that's lithium, that's copper, that's uranium, that's... You have different sounds. Yeah. That's amazing. So it is... Who came up with this idea? So this is this is a technique that's been used in volcanology for a while, oh, but okay. in academia never been brought into mining. So now we are bringing together geology and geophysicists that are solving another of the major problems of the universe, finding metals underneath the surface. Like From that's space. Even, that's insane, that's, right? That's you know? it just, so it's, it's, it's like bringing all the biggest problems together. Yeah. And go and solve it. Do you know when you sit around at a at a at a Christmas party and you're all trying to come up with the next great idea. No one's ever come up with that. Like yeah, that's no, unbelievable. No. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> no well, one, no one said the next good idea should be use satellites to look for mining. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like it's just so outside the realms of what we would think is possible. Like, like well, my my mortal brain would uh, think uh, it's possible. Even my mortal brain, you know, <laughs> is trying to learn geology and geophysics. Then it's just physics. It's hard. So you guys have won, and you recently been announced one of the top startups to watch. In, yeah, you know, is that um, is that because of this technology now? Is yeah, that, is this think, a game changer yeah, for you? Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, because oh, I'm um, so excited to watch this space. Yeah, it's very cool. Now we're going to wrap up the podcast. I had so many more questions that we didn't get through, and we talk but, about all other stuff that no, you have no idea you know what we're like, talking about. Think, I think where we went was. <laughs> Was beautiful. Probably better than what my questions were gonna were gonna. Talk. But I think anyway, let's go into quick fire questions now. I normally shoot these off to prepare for people to prepare to, it, but I forgot, but to, I forgot to send them to <laughs> so you last night. So now everyone, I have a, no idea what is about no, to ask me. So this me. is gonna be right off the cuff. It's gonna be horrible. Okay. What are you reading right now? Interesting. I'm reading a book uh, in Italian that um, talks about. A student that is something fascinating talking about a student in school is a real story that he was absolutely horrible in school in math science everything yeah. so he repeated many years many many times yeah. so he finished when he was like 22 or something yeah. 
he just couldn't get it. Yeah. He couldn't get math, he couldn't get science, he couldn't get anything. So they got him through a system like pushing. And then he became a university professor. So I'm trying to understand yeah. what happened there. How did that? So that? I'm halfway it's through. It's not in English, so it's only in Italian. It's in Italian. So okay. I'm half through it. Um, but what an interesting concept, right? So I don't know what's going to happen and how he managed, but I keep you posted. What's the book called? <laughs> so in English, if you translate it, it's, um, it should be something like uh, the, um, my, my mathematical school. Uh, I've got one of my daughters, they're seven years old, that she hates math, mm. right? She hates it, she hates it. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't, don't want to do it. She's in year one, she's like, one plus one, four. Yeah. And she's like, mama, I don't want to do it. And the other day she was on a simulator, so a flying car simulator yeah. with all numbers and pilots, and she was mastering it. Yeah. And she was like, I've done it in one minute, what, seven, I don't know. So I was looking at her, like, how does your brain work? Yeah. So uh, this is what I'm interested yeah, about that's now. Really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I know you. I hear that loud and clear. If there was one book that you, like a self-development book that you could gift or that you've read more than often or, you know, or even a business book, what would There you, is what? something funny that is called um, something like I'm Surrounded by Idiots. Yeah, yeah I've seen Have that one. Read yeah. it? I haven't so read that yet. Though. It is. You should read it. Yeah. The interesting things about that book is um, so very similar to all, you know, uh, personality colors, mm -hmm. you know, I'm yellow, yeah, you're yeah, green. Yeah, yeah. And so it's really good for your self-awareness. Yeah. But more than anything, it's good for dealing with people that are different than you. Yeah. And Understanding those uh, perspectives, right? Yeah, those corners yeah. of the of that incident. <laughs> 100%. Very good. Do you listen to any other podcasts other than this one, of course? Uh, just this one, <laughs> yeah, really. Just this one. Yeah, just this one. Do you listen to any others? Like, is there any other that uh, you absolutely love? Um, it's random. It's random. You know, yeah. it's, it's two things about the past three years with COVID that podcast now is there, but everything. Yeah, there's so many different So types. you're on Spotify, you're driving, and you just put, I put so random topics yeah. that I couldn't point, pinpoint yeah, to one. I'm, yeah, very, hear you. Uh, what's one lesson that's taking the longest to learn? In life or mm. in business? One lesson, doesn't matter. The lesson is taking the longest to learn. It is, even if it seems in this conversation that I have learned it, I think um, the most difficult things in life is see the incident from the other corner. Mm. We just... Perspective. We don't do it. Yeah, and it's so hard to put it, uh, yes. and it is so hard. It's hard in business. It's hard in relationship. It's taking a long time to learn, and mm. it's going slower than expected. Mm. And we don't have enough enough tools to do it. No. You know, so oh, you it's hard it. to know what skills you need to yeah to improve. Three people that you could invite for dinner. It's a cliche question, but I like. Um, if I could invite someone for dinner. Anyone? Three people. Anyone? Alive or dead? Doesn't matter. My mom. Mm. She's dead. Okay. I'll invite for dinner. Um, I miss her, so I'll invite her. How long ago did she pass? Uh, she was four years ago. It was okay. pancreatic cancer, so oh. it was annoying. Mm. Um, I will definitely invite Elon Musk. <laughs> and uh, just because I want to see what my mom does with Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because she was and uh, she wasn't interested at all uh, and uh, when i was like mom this is a very important person and she would be like i don't care how yeah. are your kids yeah bad manners <laughs> does this guy have kids yeah, i'm yeah. like it got five it, yeah, no. i think he's your morning yeah no, yeah, so that would be my dinner. Me, my mom, and Elon Musk would be a really interesting dinner. And Matt, we'll say Matt. And Matt, Matt. Matt. <laughs> be really, very good. If uh, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? Um, an interesting one. So it's something that. So if you ask me, what is the most important? It's what it came from an advice. So if you ask me, what is the most important thing on your life? Um, what is gonna be? I always reply and say the day that I'm I've gone, the day that I die, the yeah. day that I'm out of this world, hopefully it's going to be a good day mm. <laughs> in a sense. But I want to be surrounded by love yeah. that day. Yeah. Okay. This comes from an advice from my mom mm. that, you know, used to tell me, remember that everything you do is to feel really, really good that day. It's a weird advice, so but uh, I don't want that day to have regrets. I don't have that day to be lonely. I just wanted the day to be looking back at 80, 70, 60, all the time that Zilla would give me and think, that was awesome. Mm. You know, and there are a lot of people love me, a lot of people respect me, mm. and I had a good life. And that comes from a good advice. Hmm. That's amazing advice. If you had uh, access to a time machine, where would you go? Whew. In the future. Yeah, has to be. Of course, has to be. Yeah. You know, it will be, and it will be interesting to know when, mm. now, you know, because um, the reason why I would like to live long is to see technology happening. So yeah. for me, the most, uh, I was having a discussion yesterday in a, in a, um, an aperitif with someone, probably people think I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm a big believer that uh, we don't know a lot about brain. Mm. and the humankind in many, many years, I don't know, 500, 1,000, 300, I don't know, we'll be able just to connect mentally and talk. Mm. You know, we were talking about twins mm -hmm. that can do this, mm -hmm. and we don't know how, there are people. So I just want to see the technology get to this point. Yeah. And I want to see technology. So I want to yeah. probably come here in 500 years and, and really hope that this world is going to be still here and see what technology is and being invented and people telepathically talking with each other. That I want to see that. Yeah. It would be sad not to I'm see I'm with it. you. I yeah. don't understand anyone that wants to go back. I want like... No, yeah, no, 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 no. I agree. Uh, if your house was on fire... Yes. Family, kids, everyone's safe. Yes. Dogs, pets, all the above. Yeah. All safe. What's one item that you'd run back in and save? Mm. I don't really like objects, so yeah. objects are not important to me. My probably I would save um, a jewel that I have from my mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't know where I put it though, so it would take me a long time to find it. I, don't no. know, I think I know where it is, but. That's why I'm asking these questions. So go home right now and make sure you find <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, something put from it my mom somewhere. probably. Yeah, it's yeah. so sentimental things. Yeah, yeah. It's probably something from my mom yeah. and I know exactly what it is. I'm yeah. not sure where I put it, but no. I'll check it this, All right. this afternoon. Your job, your one goal <laughs> to today, today is, is, to find, is to go find that thing. <laughs> if you had one superhero power, what would it be? You've already, you've got one already. I've if you got had another, one already. If you had another one. If I had one, um, um, it's a weird one, but I would like not to sleep. 
not to sleep. So I would like to be to live. The body doesn't need to recharge. Yes, so that uh, I can live longer, do more things. Go more hours because it feels like I'm gonna spend out for my life sleeping. Yeah. So that that that's what I would like. You talk about the future. That's where we are going. Yeah, right. right? Because you know, I mean, it's an entire life. Uh, You know, I would like to use every 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 second Mm. of it. You know, but we will. That's robotic. That's what robots will do. Yeah, maybe our bodies are merely a vessel. And then you put our brain in a robot. Correct. Well, our bodies right now are a vessel that cannot cope with the amount of hours mm. required to do things. Yeah, it has to I recharge, agree. right? So the, that's the, the next level is anyway. Let's Even if I like uh, <laughs> I like uh, bodies, they're good. They're yeah. good. They're a good vessel. It is a good vessel. <laughs> it's a good vessel. For now. It won't take us to the next level, darling. <laughs> I'm now thinking I cannot sleep in superpower. That's going to be cool. Okay. <laughs> now, to finish off, my favorite, what's your best dad slash mum joke? Okay. So I've checked it before and it's, I Google it. So and I thought it was really funny, but now I need to remember it. <laughs> what is a tea that is really hard to swallow? What is a tea that is really hard to swallow? Reality. Oh, <laughs> it's that's true. And it's in line it's with a, the podcast, yeah, right? It is. Reality is annoying. It is very good. So we've got Katarina and Victoria. Hello. How old are you? I'm nine turning ten. Nine turning ten, and you are. I'm Victoria. Victoria. Turning seven. No, I am seven. You I'm, are seven. I'm turning eight. Excellent. Well done. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thanks. Guys. I heard some really great things. I heard that you love math. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. No, she you doesn't. don't. I heard that you want to. You guys want to be an actress. What do you want to be? Um. 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 I don't know. <laughs> Still figuring that I out. I want to be an actor. And you've already got an Oscar, I hear. No. Did mum mum bought you a? Um, it was a plastic Oscar we got from um, Dream World at Queensland. Well, Queensland. I think you're going to get a real one one day, aren't you? Do you do you um, get involved with mum's work a lot at all? Do you do help um, her out at work? Yeah. Well, yeah. Once we. Wanted to work there. Once yeah. we tried to work there, and she gave us like fifty cents for every job we did. Yeah. <laughs> big spender. Big jobs. Did you? What did like, you do? What's a big like, job look like? Um, ask everyone if they wanted tea. Big job. And what about coffee? Do you make them coffee? Mum doesn't drink coffee, does she? No. Yeah. No. Do you drink coffee? No. <laughs> don't drink wine either. You don't Why drink wine drink either. Wine? Well, that, 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 that's good. Mom's, I know your mum's Italian, but yeah, wine at seven years old is probably not the right thing, I don't think. No. Um, are you proud of your mum and all the efforts that she's, she's done? Yes. Yeah. Especially, well, the one thing that's really annoying is that she takes a day off and then she sits and there on her computer on, at work. I'm uh, like, no, nah, I'm taking a day off. She's like. <laughs> yeah, that's the life of, uh, of a business owner. Have you got anything funny about mum? Is there anything that you can tell me that's really funny? She sleeps in the afternoon. She sleeps in the afternoon and 10 hours at night time as well. Wow. Do you sleep as much as she does? No, she sleeps like five hours more than us. Wow. She goes to bed earlier than us. Does she really? We won't stay up and watch TV. She goes to go to sleep. Like once she was so tired, we went to sleep and we were still watching TV and we're like, Mom, are you awake? (laughs) What's your favourite TV show? Well, I've nailed it. Hey? Nailed it. Nailed it is where they like try to create cakes, but they always turn out as disaster. Yeah. And sometimes we watch like is it cake? Oh yeah, is it cake? All the food shows. What's your favorite movie? Mm. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Which one? All of them. All of them. 
I've read all the books. No, you've read all the books as well. I'm reading one, the first book. You're reading the first book. My daughters are reading the first book at the moment as well. They love it. But they watch them all. Do you like the movies or the books better? Books. The books are great. I'm saying books even if I've even if I've read I think one it's better for but has her. Has mum read you the book or not? No, no. She's reading it. She's you're just reading it. I think yourself. the only reason that she likes the books better is because um, she can imagine what's happening in her head. It's it's than a, seeing the actual I agree. Vibe. Well you can think about you get to understand what Harry what's going through Harry's head when he's going through it. And it's so much better. First page is so interesting. I was like she, when she read the first page, she was reading the first page. Mum, like, oh, time to go to bed. And mum, and she's like, why? <laughs> Very good. So you know we're going to put this on the end of the podcast of your mum's podcast on YouTube. So you yes. guys are going to be YouTube stars. You know that, don't you? We have millions of followers. Yeah. If mum allow, if mum allows us. Yeah. Sorry, I should ask that first. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for being patient while mum was on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to have met you. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, Flavia. It's been absolutely amazing chat. Um, thank you for being vulnerable and, and, and deeping dive into some of your, um, you know, your past history and some of the um, depression stuff that you went through. Yeah. Uh, and you continue to this day. And to be honest, really excited. Well, I got you on because I believe uh, that you are on track. You and Matt are on track to creating this unicorn. I'm absolutely obsessed with the business. I've been following it for many years now. Um, so I'm I'm super chuffed that I'm sitting here in front of you. But I'm super excited about what the future holds for you both and, and the team at Fleet and everything that you're going to create. So kudos for that. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I had such a blast. That's great. <laughs> Excellent. So where can we find you if people want to get in contact with you? LinkedIn is the best place. Yeah. I'm always there. And yeah. I, if you contact me and uh, get in touch with me on LinkedIn and follow me, just be ready because I post a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and have a really great following too. So uh, anyway, thank you again for your time. Really appreciate it. We'll uh, catch up next time, guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the podcast all. You can check out the show notes if there was anything of interest to you and find out more about us at synergyiq.com.au. I am going to ask though, if you did like the podcast, it would absolutely mean the world to me if you could subscribe, rate and review. And if you didn't like it, that's all right too. There's no need to do anything. Take care guys. All the best.